0: Katie Rogers smelled smoke coming from the engine of her car. "'Come on, you can make it,' she muttered, her fingers tightening on the steering wheel of the old Cadillac, which was pretty much the most valuable possession she had left. She'd purchased the vehicle three days ago after posting a garage sale sign near her apartment and selling off the last of her and Andy's furniture.' Then she'd packed up what remained of her belongings and headed out of San Francisco before he could come home and plead with her to give him one more chance. She couldn't bear to deal with Andy Bray anymore, not with a child on the way, not when it seemed as though she was the only one who was finally growing up. The smell of smoke became more pronounced. Katie wrinkled her nose and remembered, with longing, the nice new truck she'd owned when she lived in Dundee. She and Andy had used that truck to move to San Francisco. But once they'd arrived, Andy had talked her into selling it for the security deposit on a better apartment. We don't want to stay in a dump, he'd said. And we don't need a car. We're in the city now, babe. There are plenty of ways to get around. As soon as I start making the big bucks, we can get another set of wheels. As soon as he started making the big bucks, ha, Katie would have been satisfied had he earned just a few bucks, or at least used some caution in the way he threw her money around. Because they couldn't afford parking, she'd finally agreed to sell the truck, but it was a decision she'd long regretted. If she'd had a reliable vehicle, maybe she would have left sooner. The Welcome to Dundee, home of the annual Bad to the Bone Rodeo, population 1,438, signs she'd seen thousands of times in her youth appeared in her headlights. Breathing a huge sigh of relief, Katie began to relax. She'd make it home safely. After traveling 640 miles, she was only another ten or so from her parents' house. Suddenly, the Cadillac gave a loud chung and the lights on the dashboard blinked out. Katie frantically pumped the gas pedal, hoping to get a little farther, but it didn't do any good. The car slowed, trailing smoke. No! Katie shifted the transmission into neutral so she could crank the starter. Returning to Dundee in her current situation was pathetic enough. She didn't want anyone she knew to see her stranded on the side of the road. But the car wouldn't start. She was pretty sure it was dead. Her tires crunched on the snow-covered shoulder as she managed to pull over without the aid of the power steering that had gone out when everything else did. Then she sat, listening to the hiss coming from the engine and watching smoke billow out from under her hood. What now? She couldn't walk the rest of the way to her folks' house. The doctor didn't want her to be on her feet. Just two weeks ago, she'd experienced premature labor pains, and he'd told her she had to take it easy. Sitting inside a dead car wouldn't get her anywhere, though. For all she knew, the engine was on fire and the car would momentarily explode, like so many seemed to do on television. Wrestling her luggage out of the back seat, she dragged it a safe distance. Then she perched on the bigger suitcase and shivered in the cold night air as she watched several cars pass. She didn't have the heart to stand or make herself noticed. She'd hit rock bottom. Life had finally gotten as bad as it could be. And then it started to rain. Booker T. Robinson switched on his windshield wipers as he descended into Dundee. It was a chilly Monday night, cool enough that he thought the rain would turn to snow before morning. Dundee typically saw a lot of snow in February, but Booker didn't mind. He was comfortable living in the farmhouse he'd inherited from Grandma Hatfield— and any kind of extreme weather was good for business. Sticking one of the toothpicks from his ashtray into his mouth, a habit he'd developed when he quit smoking over a year ago, he calculated how much longer it would be before he had Lionel Richmond paid off. Another six months, he decided. Then he'd own Lionel and Sons Auto Repair free and clear. He could buy the lot next door and expand. Maybe he'd even give the business his name— He'd kept Lionel and Sons because it had been that way for fifty years, and the people of Dundee didn't like change any more than they'd liked him when he first moved to town. But since he'd taken over, he'd developed a solid reputation for knowing cars and— The sight of an old, banged-up sedan parked off the highway up ahead piqued Booker's curiosity enough that he braked—